0: Hello everyone, welcome to another Donoran monologue podcast. Uh, Today we are wrapping up the story of Ghost of Tsushima with Act 3. Uh, These episodes are going a little longer, but there's a lot to talk about with this game. I'm missing so much and I'm rambling, but I just had to get it off my chest. I loved it so much. So, uh, Act 3, uh, Jin has just rejected uh, his uncle flatly and publicly. He knows that that's probably not the right thing. He knows that... He did what he had to do. He's not backing down from that, but he understands that he's got something coming to him. So Jin is in a cell. We see him in his uh, you know street clothes in a cell. He plays the flute to pass the time. He looks out the window, stuff like that. And one night, Kenji comes and Kenji offers the guard some sake. And the guard's like, "Look, I have to guard this guy." And Kenji's like, "You could take like a five minute break, whatever." So the guard walks off, and Kenji opens your uh, opens your door. He's like, "You have to escape now. The Shogun's ordering a head to be delivered. It's going to be yours, Jen. Get out of here." And Jen's like, "If I leave now, I can never heal what's happened between me and Lord Shimura." And Kenji's like, "You definitely can't when you're dead." So, and uh, and Yuna's out there. She's found the con. Y- you can't you can't die in here. You can't. Jen's like, "Okay, that's a good point." So you sneak out, and you got to get to your horse. You sneak out. You can't kill any guards because killing a, uh, a guard at Shimmera Castle is just going to prove everything your uncle says is right, that you're the monster. As you're sneaking out, you hear the samurai, the peasants are all the peasants in the castle and all the Yara soldiers that you recruited are like, the ghost did what he had to do, and the samurai are like, nope, nope, absolutely evil. Gotta die. Gotta die. You guys need to trust us, not him. So uh, there's that going on. You finally get to... Uh, <laughs> You finally get to your horse, you jump on him, but Sora takes three shots and you escape to the north into the snow covered north. And as you're going through, you're traveling and your horse is getting slower and slower. He's carried you as far as he'd go. He dies. Jin buries the horse and you unlock a new location called Loyal Friend's Grave. You are losing everyone. All of them. It's it, it, it's the, one of the saddest moments of the game. Sora, every time you complete a mission, there'd be a little side thing of, like, Sora, you'd be sleeping, and he'd be sleeping, and you'd be, like, laid up against him. And he'd rouse you awake, or you'd rouse him awake. He'd nudge you when you had completed a sad mission, and you're holding your head. He was a good friend, and now he's dead. <coughs> and Jen's lost everything. He doesn't even have his gear right now. And uh, so you come across this town, the town that uh, Yuna had told Kenji to tell you to meet him in, the town of Ken. (coughs) uh, It's burning to the ground. The Mongols are patrolling. You sneak to a tree in the middle of town. You can't alert any guards because you don't have any weapons. And you see people slaughtered. And you look around, and they're not slaughtered. They've been poisoned. They were puking up blood. They've been poisoned with wolf's bane. The Mongolians figured out your poison, and they're using it against uh, the people of Tsushima. Jin doesn't have time to worry about that because he's just been shot by an arrow. It's poisoned. He's being affected by his own poison. He's going to die by his own poison, and he passes out. Yuna has saved you again. Yuna has saved you. She's healing you up, and she lets you know what's going on. She tells you where your equipment is, and here's what you have to do. You need to find a base of operations in the north. You don't have a way to get back down to the south. You're an exile from the samurai. <clears throat> you can't get back to the south regions. You're stuck in this region, the northernmost region. And so a good way to do this would be to take a fort. You take this fort back. It'll open up access to the south. Yuna's going to ride south because she can get there, and she's going to get your allies to come. They'll attack the south side of the gate. You attack the north side of the gate. You're going to need allies. Yuna knows a few guys. They're they're hunters. <laughs> Jen goes and meets these hunters after getting his gear back and everything. He talks to them. They're like, Yuna sent you. And the leader's very interested in Yuna. He really wants to see Yuna again. It's very clear that he has a thing for Yuna. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, we love Yuna and everything, but I need a better reason to help you. And Jen's like, we take this fort. Your guys have a good place to spend the winter. It's going to be a very bad winter. He's, okay, that makes sense. You go, and the guy's like, listen, Lord Shimmer is not going to let us keep this fort. Jen's like, he doesn't need it till spring anyway. He has no need for it. You guys are fine. And he's like, well, we'll be out by spring. Good point. <clears throat> Yuna brings Norio, Ishikawa, um, Masako, and the Yara Collins, and a few defectors, even from Lord Shimmer's base army, the one from the mainland that believe in the ghost. <clears throat> and you take this fort, thus opening your way back into the south so you can complete quests and do some more exploring down there. And now you've got, and uh, now you have to go find a base of operations. You can't use the fort because these guys are gonna use the fort. It's very clear they're bandits, and uh, there's kind of an interesting bit of dialogue here because, uh, you know, Jen's like these guys are bandits, and Yuna's like, do, do we have a leg to stand on to deny them? And Jen's like, no, we we really don't. Um, and Jen's like, okay, uh, you know, he was really interested to see you again, like really interested. And Yuna's like, okay, so he's seen me good for him let's go uh again just sort of like it, it's really cool to have yuna in this game because it, she is completely her own character and she doesn't need a, a, a she doesn't need to be pigeonholed into our romance like she th- we could just have a a, a female character That's there it's, it's awesome um <clears throat> excuse me um and something i forgot to mention about in our quest line with uh lady masako in um in uh, the second act was at one point, one of the conspirators is a thief that was a uh, a um that was a, a servant in her home and this servant had been caught stealing once and Lord Adachi wanted her flogged, but Masako convinced him to just let her leave and as we go through, we find out that this, uh, and Masako thinks that she's a very, she's very fond, she was very fond of this servant of the family and, uh, the worry is that this woman's going to sell the heirlooms for a profit from the family. You find out that she's actually just hid them. She never intended to sell them. She just, she feels dejected. And it turns out they were lovers, Lady Masako and the servant uh, woman. They were lovers and Adachi wanted her beaten because he found out about it. And as you're writing away, it's a very cool moment because Masako is like Jen, I loved my husband, but I also loved her. It's com- and Jen's like, "Hey, I'm not here to judge you. It was, you know, life's complicated, and that's sort of all there is to it. Um, and that that's a very cool scene because it's not, it, it's, it's it just showing that these are people, these are actual people. They're very well rounded characters. They're incredibly well rounded characters with real problems, and there's not always a squeaky clean, uh." right or wrong answer and that's what jen's realizing in life his whole life he's been taught that life is black and white and uh he's learning through these uh through his adventure that life is actually gray and the only shades of black and white we find are the ones we paint ourselves so that's very it's a very very cool experience for him um, and it's a cool experience for the player because we don't see games do this too often. Even games that ten- that brag about how they're walking around morality, they have punishments in this in these for the moral choices that you make that suggest there was a right decision. Um, whereas this game, there's a whole lot of just doing what you have to do to survive. No one expected the Mongols to invade. You've got to do what you got to do to get to tomorrow. So speaking of that, we finally have our side quest open again. Uh, we're still in exile from the je- uh, from the uh, the Jedi. Uh, this is not Kotor 2. Uh, we're still in exile. We're still in exile from the samurai, but we've got the whole island back. We can do our side quest again. So we go and finish up Masako, We uh, and she confronts Hannah and kills her. But we find out something. Hannah's wanted revenge against Masako for a long time because when they were young girls a samurai came to their home and during this, a bandit band attacked and when all the women and children went to hide, Masako, even as a young girl, grabbed her sword and even though she was the younger sister, the samurai wanted her. It was the right of the older sister to marry a samurai but Masako got to because the samurai was enamored, Lord Adachi was enamored with her bravery and Masako took pity on her sister for not getting what was rightfully hers so she set her up with a retainer from a samurai family. This retainer lived far to the north in the frozen wastes and uh, turned out was kind of a drunk and abusive. Masako had no idea. Hannah never told her. But that's what happened. And Hannah has hated her sister ever since and wanted to take everything from her. Before Masako killed Hannah, Hannah said that she succeeded because in killing her, Masako successfully lost everything. So Masako doesn't get a happy ending to her quest line. She doesn't. There's no silver lining. The only happy ending is that she survived. So Jin is all that she has left in killing the Khan. So she agrees to help you. Uh, Ishikawa's quest line ends in a much different way. Uh, Ishikawa, he's tracked her to the north. You need to find her. You go following a lead, and you meet a young woman checking her traps in the snow. She says that Ishikawa has visited her, and that if Jin just, come, Jin just comes back with her, he'll meet Ishikawa. He takes forever doing the traps, and the whole time he's traveling with this woman he's charming her. He's, she's really enamored with him. She's like, I, this is not who I expected the ghost to be. This is awesome. You get back to her house. You're resting for the evening because there's a blizzard coming through. Jin reveals that he knows it's Tamoy. He just wants to know what's going on. Tamoy explains everything to him, how she was just trying to survive. She won't apologize, for trying to survive, but she understands that what she did means that she can't ever reunite with Ishikawa, the man who wanted to make her his daughter. She was going to be samurai, but she understands that the Mongols changed that. Jin sees a lot of himself in her, obviously, and they understand each other. Jin goes to Ishikawa and says they got to work with her to stop the uh, Mongolians from attacking Umugi Cove. She knows where they're going next. She knows what's up. She's going to stop them. You agree to help her. You go and you stop the ambush to Umugi Cove. Ishikawa is all about not letting his eyes off her. He doesn't want anything to do with her. He's just doing this to to save Tsushima. She's still going to pay for her crimes after this is over. Jen agrees she needs to pay for her crimes, but he's encouraging some mercy. Anyway, as as you're doing this quest, eventually near the end of the quest, Ishikawa's asking her about new techniques she's developed that he's noticing her using, and they have some very friendly conversation about the bow. Ishikawa's remembering who she was. She's remembering who he was. But at the end of the day, after the last fight, you can't find her. You bolt off because she's taken off. She's going to the cove. She's probably getting a ship to escape. You follow. Ishikawa's upset. He's like, I knew she'd try to escape. And Jen's like, what choice did we give her? And Ishikawa's like, she could, you know, whatever. You get to it and you get there just in time to see her on a boat sailing away. Ishikawa draws his bow and arrow. He aims at her. Jin tells him to put his bow down there's a note on the chore ishikawa reads it it's a note from tomoe saying goodbye she's thankful for everything he taught him he taught her but she's giving up the bow forever the mongolians changed everything she wanted to be his daughter more than anything she wanted to make him proud she genuinely loved him but she had to survive and now there's nothing left for on tsushima it's all over No one meant for it to be over, but it is. And she's going to the mainland to find a new life. Ishikawa is heartbroken watching her leave. He mentioned before all this, on this last leg of the quest line, that the life the bow had given him was an amazing one. But the life it took away was probably more amazing still. He gave everything to the way of the bow. All of it. He never had a family. He has nothing to call his own. He has no legacy except his bow. But the way of the bow will be passed down through Jin now, but what does it all mean? You know, it didn't give him the satisfaction of having a family, of having a daughter, having someone to having someone he could have given it to. That was an extension of himself. And uh, now all he has left is to help Jen with the con. Norio's quest line is going to take a very interesting turn. You're liberating temples. Everything's coming up. Great everything's coming up Norio. He's got all the monks united to fight with him, to take back this last temple. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You go and you take back this last temple. And after you're done, Norio's like, I'm going to go into the inner sanctuary. And you get there and the monk's like, please don't go in there. Please don't, Lord Sakai and Norio. Don't go in there. And Norio's like, nonsense. He goes in there and he finds his brother Injo still alive, dismembered. The last message from the invaders that all hope is lost. They'll always win. Injo tells him that he hold, held on long enough just to see Norio, but now he wants Norio to end his, end his suffering. He got to see him one last time. Norio asks Sakai to give him some time. Norio comes out to talk to him, and Norio says that he's filled with rage. He just wants to kill the Mongolian leader. Jin Sakai, I mean, Jin is like, this is not like you. You're a monk. And Norio's like, shut up, man. Shut up. I, I just saw my brother in the most pain I've ever seen a human being in. The person I love the most in this whole world. I know who did it. And he's going to suffer and he's going to die. Shut up. And Jen's like, he died a hero. Norio's like, no, he didn't. He was tortured and killed for no good reason. And I'm going to make the people who did it suffer. Norio's done a complete about face. <laughs> Jen agrees to help him with this because he won't let him do it alone. Norio says, thank you. You go... And uh, the last mission that you do in Norio's questline I think is really cool because you don't actually have any combat. You don't do anything. You're just following Norio. And I think that's very important because of what happens. You reach a camp that overlooks this uh, Mongolian stronghold where this leader is that did this to Enjo. Norio says, well, camp here. He drives off the bandits, threatening to kill him. His voice is full of rage and hate. Jen's like, those guys had nothing to do with this. Norio's like, shut up. I'll have my revenge. You don't have a right to look down on me. You're the ghost. You're going around slaughtering people. So what's the difference? Jin's just silent. He doesn't say anything. You can't there. And uh, Norio's reading his Naginata, and on it is inscribed something that his brother wrote on it a long time ago. It is advanced to Nirvana. Retreat to find hell. And they're sharing that, and Jin says, You know, you once told me that you could never swing your Naginata in hate. And Norio's like, a lot has changed since then. You wake up in the middle of the night and Norio's gone. You ride down to see the base burning. You see Mongolians burning. You see they're uh, poisoned. They're walking around. Jin is horrified at what he's seen Norio do. Norio's a monk. He's a gentle soul. He never swings his nagadata and hate. He only does it to defend life. You go and you're here and as you approach, you're hearing something. You're hearing a Mongolian leader, basically, go from taunting Norio that he won't do it to begging for his life. And you finally hear the flames start to crackle, and the man scream in agony, and you get to Norio too late. He's already burnt the Mongolian leader, and Norio tells you that he can't believe the joy he found in it, and that it made him feel good to burn the Mongolian leader, and that he'd do it again if he had the chance. He doesn't regret it at all. And Jin says, this isn't like you, and Norio says, I'm just doing what the ghost taught me. I'm just doing what you taught me to do, so how dare you look down on me? And Jin's faced with the fact that Norio did what he had to do, just as Jin is doing. They're horrible things, but this invasion has done horrible things, and there's no other way around it. Or, or, or so they think, and Jin is, he's horrified at it, and he can't wait for it to be over, so the only choice he has left is to end it as quickly as possible. Norio, uh, Jin then tells him that they need to put all this behind us, uh, behind them, and he needs to take over he needs to live in his brother's memory. He needs to honor the fallen and he needs to take over Cedar temple and he needs to become the head monk there. And Norio says, I can't go back after all this. And Jin finally gets pretty mad with Norio and says, you don't get to give up everything. I've given up everything for this Island and you still have something. So you need to take it. Jin's given up everything. He's lost all of his family He's probably not going to be a samurai. He's an exile from the samurai. There's no way his case is going to go well with the Shogun. He's done. He is done. He's the ghost. He's already dead, basically. He's just got to finish the invasion. And he tells Norio that you don't get to give up. You have something to go back to. It's not what you wanted. It's not what you had before. And no one's asking you to go back to exactly the way it was before, but you don't get to give up. Norio agrees with him and thanks him. And the next time we see Norio... He's a monk again. Not the way he was before, but he's trying to reclaim what it was. Not for himself, but for Tsushima, for the other monks that follow him. So we've got all those quest lines done. You and Yuna scout out... Uh, you and Yuna go to scout out the port. It's the, Mon- it's the Mongolians' last place they're staging their ships full of uh poisons they're going to go to the mainland they're going to take over japan using the poison they learned from Jin. Jin tells uh they they find out they got they got watches on the hill they could take for their own and turn them on the boats to sink the boats they have enough people that they can make a little bit of headway into the port but they don't have enough it'd really be better if they could get, uh, if the, uh, if they get more reinforcements, they've got a storm coming in. They notice birds flying in to the shore to seek shelter from a storm. They're like we could do this, we can stop the invasion. We we I mean, we could stop the invasion to the mainland. We could stop it right here. The st- we got the storm. We got the people. But if we could get a little bit more, it'd be even better. And Yuna's like, there are no more. And Jen's like, no, there are. They're camped with my uncle. We have samurai is like, he'll never agree to help us. And Jen's like, I have to try. So you go back to Castle Shimra, and you have to sneak around without getting caught. You can't get caught. And because if you get caught, you'll have to kill someone to survive. And if you kill one of them, you're the monster they say you are. You sneak all the way in. You see your uncle giving a rousing speech to the samurai. They're all about it. You sneak into the main keep, and you pretty much follow your uncle all the way up. And you hear him talking to people, and people are saying, you know, that there's no sign of Lord Sakai. He's like, never speak that name in my presence. As you're going through, Jin, he finds his old room that he lived in after uh, his uncle took him in, after his parents' death. He's being filled with memories of this castle, and he gets to the top, and finally you get to your uncle's quarters. You leave the note where he'll see it. There's no way he won't see it. He reads it, immediately warns the guards that you're here. He reads it, and we don't really see what his reaction is. We just see Jin standing off in the distance, and we hear the letter. And Basically, the letter is, the Mongolians have learned to use my poison. They're going to take it to the mainland, and they're going to destroy Japan. They're going to take over. They're done with Tsushima. They don't even want it anymore. All this was was to stage them to get to the mainland. They take over the mainland. Tsushima will be easy to take anyway. Jin tells his uncle in the note that he's not sorry for what he's done. He's done what he's had to do. And he hopes that he meets his uncle again someday. And he knows it won't be his father and son as both of them wanted. But maybe it could be his two warriors that just had to take two different paths. Jen goes off. He has a flashback of him hiding outside the castle walls. And uh, it's him as a child. And he's run away. Your uncle says, why have you run away? He's like, I, I just wanted to catch some meal for dinner. And his uncle's like, You're, you didn't even bring a pole. What's really going on? Jin says, Ryuzo told me that when you have your own son, you'll forget about me. And Lord Shimura comforts him and says, I will never forget about you, Jin. You are my son. And Jin remembers that as he goes off. So you're ready for the final strike. You approach. You're following your plan. Everything's going good. Jin is infiltrated into the city while everyone else is distracting them with a the war outside. Jin finds the highest tower. He climbs it. He sees where Khan must be. And he's like, good, I can make the final attack. I could." And he's like, we have to do it, whether or not my uncle shows up. And just then, the door opens. Your uncle comes in as a samurai, leading his people as samurai. Jin smiles and runs off for the Khan, knowing that he has every distraction he needs. The Khan has no more forces to protect himself. He's going straight for the Khan. You have a duel with Koton Khan when you find him. Koton Khan says, all this could have been avoided if you had just submitted to my peace." You fight him. And you have dialogues throughout, and it's clear the Khan's getting nervous. Jen tells him he's getting nervous. He knows it's the end. And the game does a really good job of making him sound like he's trying to be confident, but he is losing his confidence. You 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 just you defeat Coach and Khan. He's done. And or so you think. He turns around and throws dust into Jen's eyes and runs off. And he runs off to a burning boat. You jump- you fight your way through guys to get to this burning boat, and You start fighting guys in this burning boat, and there's a Mongolian leader there. And I didn't realize it. It is Kochan Khan. I didn't realize it. You're not dueling Kochan Khan on this for a reason. Because you're facing him as the ghost. If you're not in a duel, you could use ghost weapons. You could throw sticky bombs on him. You can hit him with kunai. You could do whatever it does to take him. And every once in a while, you get prompted to hit triangle, where you could slash at him in special things that break his shield, break his sword. Finally, you got him beat, and you run him through to the mast. Your katana is through his abdomen and in the mast. And he looks at you and tells you that this isn't over. He will be remembered. And Jen tells you, no, they'll remember us or you'll, you'll fade from memory or something like that. And he pulls out the katana and cuts off coaching Khan's head. The boat is taking all, all the burning it can. It's sinking. He jumps off. Next thing we see is, Yuna. I've been doing that all day. Next thing we see is Yuna walking along the uh, shore she sees the ghost mask from the ghost armor, but she doesn't see Jin anywhere. And she's worried. And Jin comes out limping. They take each other by the shoulder and they walk off. And uh, the next thing we know, we're back at uh, Jogaku Temple, where you were supposed to be the whole time. Uh, I mean, where you were based in this act. And uh, J- and Jin's like, the Mongolians are still here. Kojin Khan's dead, but the Mongolians are still here. We have to deal with that. And Yuna's like, another thing you have to deal and uh Jen's like, did my uncle survive the attack? And Yuna's like, yeah, and he left a message for you. And Jen's like, what is it? And he wants to meet, he wants to meet by the lake under the red tree. Jen knows exactly what he's talking about. It's uh the lake at Omi Village, where he where his uncle taught him to fight. Jen immediately writes for his ancestral home at Omi Village. He gets there before his uncle. So he takes the opportunity, he changes out of whatever armor you have equipped into uh, just his street clothes, and he's sitting by the lake playing the flute. Your uncle shows up, and you talk to each other, and your uncle reveals that the Shogun is disbanding Clan Sakai. Clan Sakai is no longer there. It is your last. As of today, you are no longer a samurai. Jin laments. He says, I've given up everything for my people, but I would do it again. Shimra asks you to ride with them. You don't talk, and you come into the Omi village proper and you see a merchant trying to push his cart through some mud. Lord Shimra and Jin both are like, Hey, let us let us help you. And he's like, No, my lords, it's it's not necessary. And they're like, nonsense. It's, you'll never get out of that mud by yourself. We'll help you push. He pushes it out, and Lord Shimra asks where he's going, and he says, The ghost is building an army to the north. He's going to go to the Mongol mainland and burn their homes and kill them all. I'm going to give him whatever supplies I can. He rides off. Jin looks at Lord Shimura and says, I have no idea what he's talking about. This is a myth. And Shimura says, not here. And you ride off. And Jin says, Uncle, I am not building an army. That's not true. And Lord Shimura says that because of the ghost, people have lost faith in the samurai. They've lost faith in the shogun. They're not following the proper order. They're not looking to their superiors or their master or their betters. And this is an interesting thing. Um, because uh, one of the criticisms I read of this game was from uh, Polygon, and they said that the game presents a far-right nationalistic view of the samurai, where the samurai were defenders of the lower classes, and they were perfect, and they were very benevolent to the lower classes. This person obviously didn't finish the game. They they didn't, because in the entire second act, it's Jin finding out that this isn't true, and the third act is just watching... Jin watching has his... His older his older Republican uncle that he does love that he has a genuine relationship. It does love, but his older Republican uncle just isn't seeing what's going on. So it's amazing that that criticism was levied against the game. It's it's a clear indication that um, the person that uh, uh, made that either didn't complete it or maybe didn't see this. But but to me, it's it. Jin it, it has flat out rejected the samurai way. He loved it and loved it and loved it until he didn't. I think at the bridge when he was like. Because uh, even at the uh, after the bridge scene where uh, Lord Shimmer threw those men's lives away, when uh, Jin is like, "You threw those men's lives away," at the end of Act Two, and uh, Shimmer is like, "They were soldiers. That's what they do." And Jin is like, Jin says something, and uh, Jin sends something back, and Shimura says, "That's not honorable." And Jin says, "Honor died at that beach at Komoda That I mean, Komoda was a complete failure of the samurai way. Is what it was." And Jin sees that people die when the samurai get what they want. Not as many die when you just fight war the way you have to fight war. So that, that to me, that's interesting that someone would make that criticism in that I'm not getting that at all. If anything, I think the game shines too negative a light on the samurai, maybe. Um, but it, it, either way, it, it's clear that uh, much like the Kurosawa films these are based on, it, this main character has been challenging what he knew his whole life the whole time. Um, so anyway, you get down and Lord Shimmer is taking you to, uh, anyway, Lord Shimmer is like, listen, you openly defied me in front of everyone. Jin. I have to do what I can to restore order. I have to obey the Shogun. I am the Jito and you get to, uh, you you're visiting your father's grave and, uh, Shimmer tells you that seven generations of Sakai are buried here, including your mother, his sister. This is, this is it. And uh, they kneel down and they're paying their respects to your father. And Jin finally realizes through talking, because Jin mentioned earlier that uh, Lord Shimra, I'm sorry I'm not going to be your son, but you still have time to remarry and build your legacy with a son. And I'm sorry it's not going to be me, but you can still do it. Shimra doesn't answer him. He seems despondent about that answer. And when you're sitting there paying respects to your father at his grave, Jin realizes something. From what Lord Shimmer is saying, and that is, Lord Shimmer is here to kill him. The Shogun has demanded a head, and Lord Shimmer is here to deliver that head. And Lord Shimmer says, and uh, Lord Shimmer is like, "I'm sorry, Jen. I cannot defy the Shogun." And Jen says. So you want to make you do want a new family? You do want to create your legacy. And my head is the price. And Lord Shimmer is crying at this point. He is a good man. He's just he can't. He's indoctrinated into this way. He can't turn his back on it. It, it it's so complicated and rich because of course killing your nephew for a way of life is bad, but it's breaking his heart to do it. And he sees it as gin doing it to himself it, it's it's so complicated and good and it's just such a good scene and it's such realistic character uh development and Jin, you know um and so Jin's accepted that his uncle's not gonna back down from this Shimra's has accepted that it's over he accepted it was over when Jin said i'm not your son i'm the ghost so uh shimra hands him a piece of paper and says, it is, uh, no, before that shimmer is looking around and says our last day together, I'm going to miss this. And Jen's like, I'm going to miss this too. They're mourning each other actively. They're mourning each other. And, uh, shimmer is crying. And he says, our last day together, it is beautiful. Jen agrees. It is beautiful. And shimmer hands it to him and says, it's time. Write The last words of clan Sakai he's telling him to write the samurai death poem. And you go over and you could compose a haiku and you could word it differently. You could word it like you could basically word it to where it's like you're eager to kill your uncle because you're not going to be held down. You could word it defiantly. You could order you could word it um l- lamentfully, uh sadly. I worded it sadly. I I this, this scene is really really hitting me at, at this moment. So uh, you had, you duel Lord Sakai, and you are dueling. I mean, uh, Lord Sakai, Lord Shimra, and you are dueling him. You won't use ghost weapons. You don't have armor. It's just you and your katana against him, and you do eventually beat him. He can't believe he's been beaten. Jin can't. Jin seems a little like he knew he was going to win, but as Lord Shimra kneels down from that last blow, he smiles. He didn't want to kill Jin. And it's been mentioned several times that Jin is the best swordsman on Tsushima. No one can surpass him. I forgot to mention, uh, after the samurai death poem, Jin has one final flashback in the game, and that is him crying at his father's grave. Shimura comes up behind him and tells him, You are never alone, Jin. Your mother and father are with you. And he says, Yes, uncle. And Shimura says, Starting today, I will train you to be the greatest warrior that Clan Sakai has ever had. Are you ready? And it goes back to modern day Jin, and he says, I am ready. So it it becomes very clear that Lord Shimura was aware that this wasn't going to go in his favor as far as winning a fight. He knew he was going to lose. He knew he wouldn't have to kill Jin because there's no way Jin could lose to him. Jin's the best swordsman on the island of Tsushima. This also, I wonder if it goes a little deeper as to why... Because Lord Shimra, it almost feels in the second act, starting in the second act of the game when Lord Shimra is free, but he's still having Jin do everything. It almost feels as though Shimra knows his time has passed and that he needs Jin to do all of this. Maybe he didn't expect the ghost to go as far as he did. And he didn't like seeing the ghost up front. But it seems less detachment. But it seems more that he trusted Jin could get it done better than he could. I don't know. Um, I do know that in their conversation after the bridge... Jyn says, I gave these people hope, you did nothing. And that's when uh, Shimra slaps him, I remember now. But it almost, it, that smile as Lord Shimra falls to his knees after losing the fight suggests a lot of things. And so Lord Shimra tells Jyn, do me the honor of a warrior's death. Give me that honor. Shimmer is almost relieved that he doesn't have to see a world where Jyn is an outlaw. He's almost relieved that it's over for him. He's almost relieved that he didn't have to kill his nephew who he, the Shogun will never see him as his son. He can't formally adopt him, but it's clear now that Lord Shimmer sees Jen as his son. This is horrible. It's just another one of those things where this game shows you that during war, it's just a whole lot of horrible crap. War is not just people dying on battlefields, which is horrible enough. It's lives being destroyed. It's plans being destroyed. It's dreams and destinies being denied. And Shimmera, though he's led a charmed life, this was the one thing he actually wanted from it and he'll never have it. And now he gets to end his life and he does get to end it honorably. He gets to die honorably, he says. And you have a choice. You can hit L2 and kill your uncle like he wants you to, or you can hit R2 and not. I let it sit on the screen forever. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what the best way to honor Lord Shimmera would be. And finally, I hit R2 and chose not to kill him. And you get to confirm that. And the last thing Lord Shimmer had said to Jin is, do me the honor of a warrior's death. And if you choose the option that I did, Jin will put away his katana, he'll look at his uncle, and he'll repeat what his uncle told him just moments before the fight. I have no honor. Because when they were arguing before the fight, Lord Shimmera had said, uh, Lord Shimmera was telling him how the ghost was wrong, and Jin said, I did what I had to do. And he said, you made people lose faith in the samurai. Jin says, I taught them to fight for themselves. And Lord Shimmer says, you have no honor, and Jin says, and you are a slave to it. So again, that, that criticism that uh, this game lionizes the samurai, that line there at the end just seems to totally blow that theory out of the water. But um, so Jin, as he puts his katana away, I'm sorry, I should have told you all that before. I'm kind of scatterbrained. He puts his katana away, and he says, I have no honor, and he walks off, and Lord Shimmer hollers at him and says, the ghost will be hunted to the end of his days. You'll never know peace. And Jin walks off as the red leaves blow and he walks up the steps out of the cemetery. And the and knowing and he's walking away for the last time from his home, from Omi Village, uh with Clan Sakai disbanded. He knows that the samurai coming from the mainland will take over his holdings and his name. I'm uh, not his name, but they'll take over his holdings and the credits roll. And after the credits roll, we're awarded with a new die for our ghost armor uh, because it's based on what you choose. If you choose to kill Lord Shimmer, you get white die. If you choose not to, you get red die, which I think looks a lot cooler anyway. I'm glad I did the choice that I did. Not only do I like that ending, but uh, I like the armor I got from that ending. And uh, you, we see Jin in a rundown shack, and he has several items. And you can check these items, and he'll talk about different things. You have Ryozo's hat, he'll mention his friendship with Ryozo and how that didn't work out well. He has something his uncle gave him. He says, I'm, you know, I hope my uncle finds peace. He has different things from different people that affected his journey that he's lost or whatever. And he walks outside of his shack and Yuna's there to meet him. And Yuna says, this fits. And he's like, well, I had to go somewhere because, you know, Omi Village has taken over and I can't be seen out in public. The Shogun will kill me. And Yuna says, well, all that's left is to get rid of the rest of the Mongols on the island. And Jen says, yeah. And she says, uh, well uh i guess we split up and i guess we take care of it then and she says goodbye jen Yuna was the last person jen had left uh he mentions in the shack that he still has contact with norio but him and norio weren't as close as him and yuna yuna was family by the end of this game and they're splitting up to take care of the mongols and it suggested that they'll never see each other again and jen just accepts that and now you go and take mongol bases and everything and That's the end of the game. That's Ghost of Tsushima. And we don't get like a whole lot of like, there's not, you know, it's not a squeaky clean ending where Jin just has this great life and he gets to go back. Just like Norio, he can't go back, but he could do what he can do. And he can't give up. He's given everything to save Tsushima and he's going to see it through to the end. And who knows if he has a life after that or not. That's not what it's about. Jin turned his, he he was born to be a samurai circumstances when he was younger made it to where he would be Lord Shimmera's son. Circumstances through his life made it to where he had to reject Lord Shimmera. He's had to start over and start over and start over, and he's given a good life to those he was able to save. Even Lord Shimmera. Lord Shimmera could still remarry. Lord Shimmera could still live out with the honor that's so precious to him, but Jen can't do any of that. Jin is the ghost. He's already dead. He's a ghost avenging. Yuna's prophecy came true and uh guys thank you for listening to my synopsis of the story tomorrow we'll just wrap up with some final thoughts and things like that but this is this is an incredible game and even though i've just rambled spoilers that's what this has basically been i still think you should play it for yourself it's just incredible uh guys uh like share and subscribe hit us up on our links especially the discord link we really want to hear from you we've still got patreon going if you want to give to the patreon that's awesome we've got some cool exclusive content going there And uh, most importantly, before I see you next time, just stay safe.